Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Talking Heads podcast. While our usual episodes at this time will continue with Lucy and I talking about our head gardening lives, we also thought it would be nice to bring you other voices from the horticultural world. So, from time to time, we'll be bringing out these bonus episodes featuring conversations with head gardeners, curators, garden owners and other horticulturists from across the UK. Grab your favourite cuppa and settle back into this episode. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to another bonus episode of the Talking Heads podcast. On these bonus episodes, we like to get leading lights in our field in horticulture to come on and chat to us about uh, what they've been up to, especially during these strange times. So for this episode, I'm really pleased to welcome an old colleague of mine from back in the day, Catherine Potsides from the RHS, Head of Shows Development. Have I got that right? I must get these titles right. That's absolutely correct, Saul. Uh, nice to talk to you. <laughs> and you, and you. How you been? You all right? Absolutely. Well, f- well actually fine. Um, slightly strange feeling, as you said. Uh, this is a really unprecedented and very unusual time that we are living in. But I think it's actually given us some time to reflect, some time to think about different things, some opportunities to look at in shows. But obviously, the main thing is we've just been absolutely um, devastated to not be able to bring these amazing horticultural events that we produce to so many people this summer. We normally have over 500,000 people uh, attend our shows and events around uh, the country during the summertime. Uh, And obviously not having any of those happening has been a real shame. And it's been really sad for our team. It's been really, um, Mm. really discombobulating, really odd. But I think what has uh, what's really sort of made us feel sort of heartened and positive for the future is um, how much people are loving gardening at the moment. I mean, the passion in the UK for gardening, for plants is thriving so many people getting in touch with us saying they want to grow the best plants they want to know which nursery to buy the specialist plants from uh looking for information on our website uh you know wanting to get in touch with our advice team it's been it's been amazing actually to have uh to see sort of that real kind of um you know, force of nature that people just want to be involved in greenery and planting and outdoors and everything. So, um, you know, we think the future in terms of sort of gardening and in terms of horticulture is really, is really looking quite positive, um, even though it's obviously been a really sad year for us so far. I think it sounds like, Catherine, like a lot of people in this industry, we've been on a, an emotional roller coaster, and it sounds exactly that's that's what's happened to you. Like you say, the, the, the devastation about the, having to postpone and then cancel shows, and then this tenacity that the gardening public seem to have in that they will enjoy this hobby, they will find a way to do it, and then suddenly these, these, ways, these ways come through to, as you say, just celebrate our own gardens and so yeah, I, I, we 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 feel for you. We really do because it must have been such a a time for plate spinning, being rugby tackled, having all these things thrown at you, and you know p- producing good content and um, keeping your head above water all at once. Quite a difficult thing to achieve. It's um it's been very interesting, but it's um one of the things I've always said about uh, working in horticultural shows and events has really uh, rung true. Um, 
is that the horticulture industry is an incredibly supportive and a really positive and uh, welcoming industry. And I've always found that working on shows. Mm. And I've always felt that sense of camaraderie is what actually makes the shows happen. Uh, you know, it's everything from uh, an exhibitor loses some of their stone on the way to a showground and their next door neighbor will be able to help them out with like some other material that they have some leftovers of or you know someone's tools break and they can borrow something from someone across the way it's that camaraderie that i see every year and that i absolutely love to see uh when we're on site in the shows has really come through you know mm. um everyone was so understanding all of our regular exhibitors were obviously devastated to not be able to come to the shows and sell their plants sell their gardening products um it was it's had a huge impact on the industry um, there's no doubt about it but what we've tried to do is really try and support uh and nurture those that industry as much as we can do um obviously we've we've done some sort of like uh social media and web activations during uh the season uh we had a really fantastic week where we um had a virtual chelsea flower show yeah. um lots of fantastic advice from growers lots of fantastic videos from garden designers and um the support from the industry for that event was just so heartwarming and it really i think brought a bit of positivity and w what we didn't want to do is we there's no way you can rec recreate chelsea flower show online it just it doesn't work but what we really really wanted to do uh was was take it back to sort of the core this is a show that represents uh really high level really amazing horticulture and gardening um and what we wanted to show was that the exhibitors and the people who come to that show year on year um really have a wealth of gardening knowledge that they can share um with with everyone really so uh, we're really pleased that we made it sort of like the chelsea for everyone uh which was just really exciting and really lovely to to be part of you know we both watched the the virtual chelsea flower show and uh, looked at all the content and we did. We, we've mentioned on the podcast anyone who listens to us regularly will know we've already waxed lyrical about the the content that was on there and the, the behind the scenes switches of some of the nurseries um that like i said the how-to videos uh, all of it was was really entertaining and I, I i guess we're um thinking that that might be more part of the show's support in the future um because you know we're trying to steer people online so that people can share this hobby you know near and far and um I'm, I'm guessing that that is something that might be happening for 2021 and beyond a bit more online coverage would you say or i think um the results uh were incredible um we had so many visits to the website that week it was phenomenal mm. um and it, i think what it's shown us is that you can do really interesting things online they're never going to replace the actual experience of going to one of these shows. Uh, seeing the plant in front of you is obviously, you know, the first time I went to Chelsea, I was blown away as someone who had sort of just sort of like started to think about a career in horticulture and uh, working with plants. I went there and I was literally blown away by what I saw and nothing will ever replace that mm -hmm. online. However, 
what people might not see uh, at the show, um, we can use the digital sphere as sort of a mirror to reflect those stories in many respects, mm. sort of like those deeper stories behind a garden, sort of how someone chose a particular tree or why they thought of a particular planting palette or what the design really means, uh, you know, to that information, that really practical growing information, which I think we had a really fantastic email from one of the growers who said he had a customer get in touch with him and say she'd always been scared about this particular plant variety. Um, but seeing the video online had prompted her to be bold and try it out in her garden and buy some plants from them. So, you know, a perfect mm -hmm. result for what we wanted to achieve. And, um, you know, as you say, it's all about sort of really, um, you know, at the RHS, we, we have like this overarching goal, which is inspiring everyone to grow. And I can't uh, emphasize how important it is that that we start to reach everyone uh with the information and the great resources that we've got and that includes sort of the content we've got at shows and all the stuff online it, it's really you know we want people to feel empowered to have a go at gardening whether they've got a window box or you know a small courtyard garden or a massive field that they've got to deal with so um so yeah we're, we're excited the future i think is looking positive for gardening which i really like mm. and the great thing about shows is you can really get and and with the virtual shows i think we felt that you were getting you were sort of branching out into areas and people could access it who weren't inclined to go and visit especially chelsea because it is it's quite a difficult show a to get tickets for they're not they're not the cheapest of ticket it is it is the higher end show so it's quite nice you probably accessed a few people who had never ever thought about getting to chelsea and hopefully they'll have a a good think about going to the shows in the future now i have a, a little insight into how these shows work uh, uh being a, a ex-show manager for both hampton and chelsea um, and I know that there's a lot of effort behind the scenes and um, I know a lot of people would be sad for the nurseries and the, and the garden designers and all those. But I know for the team specifically, as I know a few of them um, and you've got a few new people there, uh, you put like 18, you can sometimes be putting two years into putting a show together. I know a show like Chelsea is quite an endeavour for us to, to get together. Um, I'm just wondering, all that work, it's hopefully not going to waste. Is that going to be passing on to 2021? Absolutely. Um, I think one of our sort of key things when we uh, had to cancel shows because of uh, the pandemic, um, we went out to the exhibitors and we said, look, if you want to come back and do what you're planning, in 2021 your space is there so a lot of the things that we were planning a lot of the exciting content that we were we were putting forward will be coming back in um in 2021 um, unfortunately we have had to take the decision to um cancel cardiff and chatsworth for mm. for next year um but we are looking at ways that we can incorporate some of those plans into other shows potentially um it's all very much down to a bit of a budgeting sort of set of um yeah. criteria as to whether what we can take over but um we really really want to continue to offer those opportunities um for designers for exhibitors for people who have been planning for for obviously such a long time to come to the shows we want to make sure that we've uh, explored every opportunity to give them a chance to show off their fantastic plants their fantastic designs to the public in some capacity and obviously um you know we've had a very close relationship with um cardiff city council and chatsworth house and so we'll be continuing to sort of discuss with them plans for the future 
Um, but it's just 2021. We have um, experienced some severe losses in 2020 and um, just have to make the decision to do um, slightly fewer shows next yeah. year. Yeah, like you say, we, when we when we heard of that news, we were, you know, like you say, it's, it's, it's very sad to have to do that. But at the end of the day, there are finances involved and it needs to be all considered and the, the collective future of the RHS needs to be protected and, and, and supported and that and we can fully understand why that decision has been has been taken. And I, I must admit I was because I was thinking, you know, for the exhibitors and the, the nursery folk who were going to be at those shows, what could the RHS do to support them? And I was really pleasantly not surprised. I mean, I knew the RHS would be doing something to support these exhibitors. And just looking at the RHS website, for example, all the nursery people who are going to be at Chatsworth and Cardiff, if you go to the RHS website, you can see all their links and you can go straight through to their websites. You can order plants from them via mail order. Um, you know, there might be ones that obviously you can visit as well if they're local to you. So so that's a, a really um, encouraging thing. And like you say, something positive that we can, you know, there's that silver lining to the cloud that we have to face. Um, so, so are there other uh, ways that the RHS are supporting the nurseries and exhibitors with these shows? Is there um, other thoughts? I know we've got, as you say, video content as well to kind of promote them and give them a platform. Yeah, we are continuing to do sort of uh, aspects of social media posting. So next week would have been Hampton Court. Um, mm. So the Hampton Court Palace Garden Festival would have been mm. next week, opening on Monday. And uh, so we're going to be doing some things on social media around some of the growers, some of the designers who would have been there. Um, we're doing the same thing around the time of Tatton Park. We've got a one-day extravaganza, Tatton Park, but at home. Um, so um, got some nice stories from more growers, especially those that are very local to that particular show. Um, and also some stories from young designers. We have a fantastic young designer competition that's been at Tatton Park for several years. Um, mm -hmm. And we really want to celebrate, um, you know, that, that particular aspect of the show. We think it's a great way uh, for people who are keen to build their design portfolio to have a, have a chance at showing off their, their skills. Um, we ha always have a mentor involved in that scheme as well. And many people from that competition have done so well. Um, and we're just really um, looking forward to celebrating that in July. Um, we've done some advertising uh, on the website with some of the growers um, over the month of June. We know that um, obviously we need to keep pushing that message that we've got um, a lot of independent nurseries that come to the show. So get online, please buy your plants from them, support support the independent growers. And also you'll get such a great experience out of that. I think that's what we really wanted to emphasize is that, you know, when you shop with one of the growers uh, that you might see in one of our floral marquees, they are really um, top specialists in their particular plant variety. Um, and so, yeah, we really, really want to continue to push that message out there as much as we can. See, Saul, you're, you're helping the cause. This, the, 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 uh, the topic on one of our most recent podcasts was Saul um, going and online and, and having a bit of a, a splash of the cash to, to, to satisfy his retail therapy needs. But also at the same time, I know... I know your motivation, Saul, was to hurt the nursery folk of uh, of, the, of Devonshire. So that's what that was about. <laughs> There's a lot of Cornish and Devon nurseries actually that go to Chelsea every year. So when I was doing when I was show manager, it was quite nice because I really bonded with a lot of them, which is which was always good. So Catherine, you were talking about the first time that you visited Chelsea and your experience there, which you thought was like say like me, jaw dropping the first time you see these sorts of things. And you, I think you mentioned that your your background is 
events am i am i right so i'm, I'm interested i mean i know saul knows you from from working in shows but can you explain to me and the people listening your career path to to where you are now um it's been a strange one uh i'll, I'll be honest with you um but um but it's uh it, it's been it's been an adventure um i <laughs> <laughs> i started well I, i'm a musician uh so i i graduated uh with a degree in music um Right. I worked uh, for a while in the music industry, um, sort of as uh, kind of working in an artist management agency um, for a few years, um, but sort of decided it wasn't really what I wanted to do with my life. And I sort of um, spent a bit of time working in digital marketing and events um, for several years, uh, working for web startups, agencies and things like that, um, which was quite good fun. Mm. Um, but there was one, one of the roles that I took on, uh, I only had a four day a week contract and I was like, I really want to do something new and different with my life. Uh, and so I actually went and did a horticulture course, uh, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, and then I spent a mm. year sort of doing some voluntary gardening work working very ad hoc as a gardener uh, and not really um, not making a very good shot at becoming a career gardener I'll be honest with you um, and I think your enthusiasm was there though that's the main I thing I tried that's the key you started you started I tried yep. um, but I sort of I don't know um, I found it quite quite difficult to chip into as a as a sort of second job I was kind of over the age of 30 and like oh not quite sure I can commit. There's nothing wrong with that, Catherine. Nothing wrong with being that, that wrong, not the wrong, oh gosh, I said it, the wrong side uh, of 30. No, that's complete, it's the right <laughs> side of 30. <laughs> I think I think it also sort of at the time, uh, life circumstances, there were lots of jobs uh, I, I kept sort of going for, but then it would have meant a bit of a change of lifestyle, moving out of London and things like that. And um, uh, then one day mm. I just, I saw something come up on the RHS website to work in the shows team. And I thought, actually, you know, this might be just the ticket. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it took a couple of goes. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Because when, 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 we, when we were first um, in the show's department together, you were working for Stephen, Stephen yeah. Bennett, who was the old head of shows or, or had been there for 30 yeah. years. So he was sort of the, he was the builder of the department in some ways and all the shows mm. that we have now. Yeah. In some ways, apart from from Chelsea, which is an incredibly old show, I don't think Stephen's that old. But uh, all the rest of the shows, he uh, he almost put together single handedly. Him and Bob, Bob Sweet. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think you were you were sort of, but you were at the tail end of when he was there. So it was quite an interesting period for you, I know. And uh, and then you did you did leave the RHS after that, didn't you? And and I left the RHS obviously as well. And then the next thing I heard, you I were, came back. Well, I think you were taking over at Chelsea. So, um, in some ways, no, I, um, so yeah, I, I did sort of a series of kind of like uh, short-term contracts uh, in the show team, which was which was great fun. I absolutely loved it. I, mm. um, I was like, I really, really am determined to work here. So, I've I've been sort of in the show team since about 2013 on and off, and mm. um, yeah, I worked. I've worked on many of the different shows. Uh, which has given me sort of a lot of different experiences. I've worked on Cardiff. I've worked on Hampton Court. Uh, I worked on Chelsea for a few years, as Saul said. And, um, yeah, I really, I 
I love seeing people enjoy themselves and um, I think that's why I like to produce events that's why I'm interested in events um, but I do love plants I, I, I love gardening my own garden is a disaster zone at the moment but it's getting there um, <laughs> that's because you you've been a very busy lady and, and, and that's absolutely fine don't you worry about it it's better than it is most years. Um, I have to say, this is the one issue uh, with working on shows is that you do tend to find yourself uh, during peak gardening season, so March to July, when you should be out there every weekend mm. sort of weeding and digging and changing things and chopping things and everything. You find yourself sort of uh, a little bit um, away from your garden uh, because of obviously we're running shows all around the country and um, mm. yeah. it's uh, it's really... It's really sad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe next year I'll do some more gardening. So this year I actually have done quite a lot of gardening comparatively. Lovely, but, um, lovely. I am sort of dealing with a bit of a post-build apocalypse garden uh, at the moment. So we, we had some renovations done. So one of the fences is kind of kind of falling down. So I need to fix that. Um, but what I've done is I've, I've got all the pots in the planet that I could possibly muster. And I'm growing <laughs> lettuces and radishes and courgettes and sweet peas. And do you know what I did? I oh. had this box of seeds and they'd been in the back of the shed sort of like next year is the year for cucumbers um, or whatever. See, so not exotics. It's grow your own. That's the future. I'll, I'll send you a couple of bananas. I'll send you a couple of bananas. <laughs> that Catherine. sounds awesome. Well done, corner. Catherine. Well done, Catherine. I'm very pleased. I'd love to have a go at... at, at all sorts of gardening and every time I stand out there I'm like oh maybe I should put a, one of these things here uh and then I think oh but what about that what about the, the choice is just too much there is too much choice in gardening uh <laughs> so I have restricted myself to a little sort of uh pot patio garden which is quite good fun at the moment yeah and the most important things which is vegetables yeah. come on I'm, I'm loving the courgettes <laughs> they're all coming out really weird shapes and kind of wonky and uh but, beautifully homegrown but, you know, that's what we like yeah, they, authentic they're authentic yeah that's they're, what they, that's they're what they instagram are. worthy is that what yeah. oh, i don't know saying? about that no. they're a little bit they're a bit strange looking <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying i'm trying really hard so you 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 started um off doing all these sort of short-term contracts but then you became chelsea show manager now, I'm trying to get the years right. Was it 2017 or 2018? I forgot when Tom left. Um, I think it was... Oh, gosh, I can't even remember my own career history. This is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> we tried to forget these things. <laughs> I think it was 2017, yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, mm -hmm. that was um, a complete dream come true for me. Um, yeah, I can imagine. You know what? When I, going back to the first time I ever went to Chelsea, I stood there and I was like, wow. Can you imagine being involved in a show like this? How amazing must this be? And <laughs> tiring. <laughs> how love how lovely. It happened. And there there you are. Yeah. And the dream come true. Yeah, really, really honestly a dream come true. And every day I you know, I um I thank I don't I don't know um I don't know who to thank really, everyone who I've ever worked with at the RHS because it's such a it's such a fantastic organisation to work for and the passion for gardening and the people that you meet, the people in horticulture, the horticulture in Jersey is so, so lovely. Um, yeah. And I genuinely um, have enjoyed every single moment of it. The, the, the peaks, the troughs, the sads, the happies, the, the elation, um, the difficult decisions, the difficult uh, situations that you find yourself in when you're sort of planning these 
very complex events. Um, it's mm. been incredibly challenging at times, um, but it's just been an enormous privilege to be part of. And um, yeah. yeah, just uh, the show's team is such a fantastic um, group of people. Um, we all we all love being at the events. Everyone is missing it terribly uh, this year. Um, but it's just been it's been just a joy to be part of uh, part of a great team over these years. And um, I'm just really looking yeah. forward to next year and the future because i think there is so much there uh we've seen people turning to their gardens we've seen people really thinking about the sort of health and well-being benefits of being outdoors being close to nature growing their own food growing their own exotics if they want to uh, very and... diplomatic well done <laughs> <laughs> so um so, so yeah i just i can't wait to share more of that with the public next year and uh, you know I just I really uh I'm looking forward to sort of creating something that that is you know suits every gardener and really that people come to a show and they think actually do you know what I don't have to be scared of that uh of how to grow that orchid it looks really tricky but you know maybe I'm going to give it a go yeah. and to talk to growers or to go to a talk or go to sort of um a demonstration and learn more about it and I think that is that's what a lot of the future holds. I think more demonstrations, more um, experience um, to help people feel really, really supported in their gardening. That's what I want the shows to be all about. I'm getting a sense that you really enjoy the whole, the totality of all the shows. And I know you did Chelsea two years, but or three, I can't remember. But then you, obviously you stepped up a, another level in some ways in that you've become the head of shows development. We should explain that there are actually two sides to each show. Uh, there's shows development and then there's the operations side. So, i.e. shows development is all about the content. So basically everything that you see on the camera or you see when you go to the show is content. All the stuff you don't see, the underground pipes, the lavatory, people see lavatories and things, and, and all the sort of um, the, the sort of logistics of the whole team are dealt with by an operational side uh, in the show's department. But obviously you're now the head of show's development, which means that you are have an umbrella over well, all the shows, is that something you really enjoy? Because then you get to, you know, like you say, weave these threads throughout the shows mm. and really hone in on these different themes and trying to get the, the shows to reflect exactly what the public are looking for. Yeah, I think it's it's exciting. And each show has its own characteristics. Chelsea is always going to be Chelsea. Uh, it's always going to be mm. this, the place where you go to see, you know, the most amazing plants, uh, the garden design from absolutely fantasy realms. Uh, that's what Chelsea's all about. And it's always going to be that way. It's always going to be a very special day out, a very, uh, you know, mm. it's a big show. It's, you know, there's a lot going on there, but, um, you know, it's always going to be like that. Hampton Courts, uh, we've been trying to sort of move into a more kind of experience-led kind of show um, where people can get their hands on. We put more workshop tents in. We had some fantastic plans this year um, with some partners around the industry to do more demos um, and more workshops and give Brilliant. people those hands-on experiences when they come to the shows. So they can really feel mm -hmm. like they've taken something away that they can practically use in their garden. Um, I was really, really excited. We we're going to have a cut flower garden and a uh, no-dig vegetable garden as well at Hampton Court this year, which would have been really exciting. Um, so, but next year, uh, <laughs> it's all coming in 2021.
I'm just listening to your career path because to me, I, I have not worked in events and that side of horticulture. I'm very much from the science and practical background. And it sounds like, as you say, your your foundation before the RHS gave you a really good insight into managing events and the marketing and, and PR and all those sort of interwoven topics that, that come to create uh, experiences for people. And then, uh, as you say, you've, you've worked your way through uh, the the kind of the career ladder within the RHS shows department as well to to this fantastic position that you're in now. One thing that um, I have taken from visiting the RHS shows for the last two decades is that I do feel now that the shows are really crafting their own individual identity. As you say, Chelsea is 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 it's it's celebrating what it is, and and Hampton Court I know a, f- a few years back was was very strongly grow your own driven. And as you say, now it's it's take it's it's taking a, a, a twist towards being more experience driven and hands on workshops. So that's really, I think that when you when I understand the word development, I'm thinking that's that's really what you're doing. You're steering the shows and crafting their identity. Would I be right? Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's that's the sort of um, yeah, that's that's the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lovely. But it's a it's a lot. Um, it's a lot to do with sort of audience response as well. Uh, mm. And obviously this year, uh, we it's a really strange year to be working in the events industry. Um, mm. How we all come out of coronavirus, what is going to be possible next year is obviously, um, you know, it's really at the moment quite difficult to tell. Um, it's quite difficult to tell what people's appetite will be like um, for going to events, going into sort of public spaces. Um, But we have recently reopened our gardens. So all four of the RHS gardens are now open, Mm -hmm. um, pre-booked only. Um, And we've had some really amazing feedback from people who've been able to get a slot and visit the gardens. You know, I Mm -hmm. think people do want to, you know, plan nice things to do days out and things like that i think the appetite is is there and we're very much looking forward to it sort of um to being able to sort of go out and reach another audience i think new audiences is always going to be important and and trying to think of ways uh with the team but to um you know bring different aspects of horticulture or bring sort of lifestyle elements uh, and and show sort of how that's related to horticulture has been something that we've been looking at really closely. I, I mean, I, I completely get what you're saying. As you say, I, I love practical horticulture, but I also find that especially during these times when we have been facing some quite frightening things, statistics that we don't want to be seeing and uh, footage that's, that's just been horrific. And we, we just, you know, gardening, does tap into something that um, it, it allows you to be constructive. You know, at a time when th- things are very difficult in the outside world, you can go into your own back garden, you can do something constructive and positive. And I think that's really been very important for people to latch on to. And as you say, the, the, the calming sensation, anyone who who's, has experienced this in horticulture will know how how brilliant it is for soothing your emotions if your emotions are being peaked by looking at things on the news that we don't want to be seeing uh, go into the garden get distracted and um as you say i think i think we're all so lucky that we do work in an industry that at the moment yes we're we've had covid has been a a, a, a 
an awful, awful experience for, for us. I feel like we're kind of like, you know, everyone's recoiled back into a shell, a protective shell, and we're gradually now coming out and, you know, like rediscovering how all these, the, the benefits of things to keep us strong and keep us connected and keep us positive. And I think, you know, working in that industry is, is we're, we're very blessed to be doing that. I mean, as you say, people in this industry are just so... They're just gorgeous. They really are. You know, there's no other word for it. So the horticultural loving. <laughs> thanks. I, I'll say thanks, Lucy. Yeah, you, thanks very much. So you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, you're gorgeous. Oh. All right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge horticultural loving. This is. It's uh, fantastic. Um... <laughs> Talking about obviously Chelsea, the virtual Chelsea is a great success, and you know, like Lucy has said, we we really enjoyed the you know from a professional point of view, I really enjoyed seeing Raymond Everson's uh, nursery on the Channel Islands. I thought it was a fantastic mm. piece, yeah. and then I know Lucy particularly liked following Monty Don round his garden because that's a that's a view we never see. So I loved I loved that. I felt like I was walking with him. You're going to be having the same thing happen with Tatton. Now, are you? Is it going to be a similar? Um, content or are we looking at uh, different things uh slightly similar so we are going to be talking more about horticultural careers uh we could be featuring some stories from some of the young designers who've been at tatton park um but are now sort of involved in other shows uh so we've got will williams uh anchor panate uh hugo bug i think all talking about their experiences ula maria as well uh so all people who've come through the young designer program and uh are now sort of sort of regularly doing show gardens mm. for other clients in other settings and also have got their own successful um, garden design practices. So um, we're going to be talking a little bit about sort of careers, how they got into gardens, um, why gardening is such a great career. So I hope our enthusiasm for the horticultural world has maybe inspired some people to have a think about it. Um, it is a great place to work. We will also keep some of those great practical demos. So we've got some different growers, growers who are, are nearby to Tatton Park. We've got um, Vicky and Richard Fox from Plant Go Go. Oh, b- brilliant! You couldn't have a more effusive couple, or, or at least Vicky. She, she'll just she'll she'll light up the the whole content. <laughs> yeah. I think she's brilliant. We know Vicky, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. she's um, <laughs> she's fantastic. And this year they were meant to be our master growers for Tatton Park. Oh, okay. Um, so right. we're showing you a little bit of a behind the scenes at their nursery, um, how they sort of operate, how they grow their plants. Uh, really interesting, a uh, really interesting talk there from them. Uh, we've got uh, Sue Beasley from Bluebell Cottage Garden Plants, really fantastic perennial mm-hmm. grower. Um, the Kitchen Garden Plant Centre, um, specialists in herbs. Um, sort of fairly new to shows, but um, I think uh, really enjoying being part of the sort of uh, show circuit now. So we're really pleased to have sort of a video from some of those uh, newer growers that we're welcoming into the marquees. So um, yeah, keeping it practical, we're only doing one sort of big day of uh, content around that. Um, but we'll also be doing some Q&A sessions on um, social media uh, with some of our garden advice team. So yeah, Keeping a similar sort of nature, we want people to obviously come away having sort of found a bit of new inspiration. And obviously, as I said, all those like shopping and plant buying listings are all going to be online for everyone to um, to hopefully maybe buy something new for their garden. Well, we're, go- we're going to miss the Helter Skelter. Yeah. That's going to be the one thing we're all going to miss. It is still oh. going, is it? The Helter Skelter still at Saturn? I haven't been for a few years. Um, no, unfortunately what? not. What? No! <laughs> 
no helter skelter anymore. I'm really sorry. Um, oh, look at the, the Saul has got a very. He's almost crying. I think Catherine. What have you done to him? That was that was a highlight of going up to visit Tatton as his show's team. Just <laughs> have a go on the helter okay. skelter. Okay. I'm take I'm taking it on as a uh, visitor feedback. Uh, look at look at helter skelter in the future. Yeah, yeah. Just for me next year. Brilliant. 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 One thing I did enjoy, well, lots of things I enjoyed about Chelsea, but I'm, I mean, I, I'm biased because I was a, an RHS advisor at Wisley for for six years back back in when I was in my early twenties, and I absolutely loved it. So, I'm quite thrilled to hear that the advisory team are, like you say, being showcased, and and that in itself, you know, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time there, being a big sponge, soaking up all this knowledge, and then being able to dispel it to to, to members of the guarding public and, and help solve their problems. And you did touch on this right at the beginning. I think the advisory team have had a, a, a vast increase in numbers of inquiries, haven't they? Because of the, as you say, there's this general trend in people enjoying their gardens. Absolutely, yeah. We've um, we've been overwhelmed with uh, advice. I think on Members' Day, our RHS advisory team received over 400 inquiries um, wow. at, during virtual <laughs> Chelsea. So uh, slightly different different uh, volume to their normal. Uh, they normally get about 90 to 100 questions a day, but um, uh, during <laughs> I Chelsea, say, I hope they had more than one person doing the doing the q and well, yeah we definitely we definitely um we definitely knew that there was going to be some some appetite for it so um mm. so yeah we that's phenomenal though yeah it, it's it's incredible 400 gardening questions in one day is is, is quite a lot uh, to deal with mm. for any advice team um and you know they've they've been inundated with with questions and queries and obviously it's a great um, the advice team is a great sort of portal for our science team. Um, yeah. Obviously, lots of the, the inquiries you get in then go on to sort of inform research work that's going on in the trials fields, in the gardens. There's so much going on in the RHS in terms of scientific research. We're really um, mm -hmm. looking forward to the new Hilltop Science Centre being open next year, we hope, um, and the gardens around that, the new trials fields. It's going to be um, phenomenal. I think we're going to see some amazing new research coming out. Um, yeah, it, it just goes to show that the thirst for horticulture is is ever present isn't it i think that um should we ever be doubtful of that there's no need to be whatsoever i mean as you say the gardening public just love this this hobby and um as you say you know shows are a, a fantastic platform to get that information out and it's great to hear that there's going to be from my point of view i say i love getting my hands in the soil so to know that there's you know practical workshops showing people how to do these tasks building people's confidence you know what Sometimes you, you read magazine articles or you, uh, you know, but actually seeing somebody do a demonstration, on, for example, like bonsai root pruning. I remember the first time I saw that, I was flabbergasted what, what actually you had to do to these poor trees. I would never have done that myself had I not sat in front of this, this um, specialist grower watching them do that. So I do think that those sorts of elements to, to show's development would, you know, I, I, that that is brilliant because I think... When Saul and I go to shows and answer questions on the advice test, what what we we find is that you know they're very very popular the advice tests and people do want to know how to do that is that is it they want to know how to do stuff we want to be inspired but at the same time we having confidence in the garden I think is a lovely feeling and I think when you're a new grower um, and you're you're just getting to grips with gardening and a lot of people have been doing that during this lockdown you know they it's lots of time at home they are newcomers to this this fantastic hobby so giving them the confidence to 
understand how to get the best out of their houseplants or how, as you say how to grow veg or how to grow exotics or whatever it might be um that seems to be the essence of it all doesn't it and it's great to know that the shows are taking that forward absolutely i think it's it, it is all about that empowerment that understanding uh, horticulture you know there's so many nuances there's so much scientific research um and there's so much practice and there's so much skill and knowledge in the industry and um i think everyone just loves to share that and you know when you when you learn something it's so nice to be able to sort of then share that with your friends uh in your community and i think you know that's um that's something i think i really hope sort of if people don't have access to gardens they think about going and joining a community gardening club or something like that because it's a great place to learn some skills um there's some fantastic community gardens all over the uk um and doing wonderful things to sort of educate people around around horticulture and i think it's one of those things that you know i you know I used to garden with my granddad when I was uh, when I was a kid. I can still remember exactly sort of you know what he would how he would sort of prune his fruit canes and the tomato the smell of the tomatoes in his greenhouse. That was mm. that's the thing I really really remember from a kid and being in the garden with my granddad. Um, mm. And you know whenever I, whenever I grow my own tomatoes, I think oh yeah I do remember this and this is how you pinch them out and this is where you tie them and. This is how you, how much you have to water them and things like that. I don't think my tomatoes are anything. They're nowhere near as good as my granddad's. I'm sure he'd be very proud. Do you know, Catherine? It's fascinating because the when we do interview, you know, peers in the industry, we, time and time again, so I think you'll agree. We we hear people who who are saying when they were young, you know, when they were a child, their grandparents or the relatives or or people showing them how to do stuff and just basically being inspired by seeing these like you say the tomatoes or for me it was my granddad's cordon sweet peas growing and i think if you have that little nugget of inspiration sewn into your mind at such a young age this is why we're all sat here isn't it you know mm. absolutely absolutely yeah. uh, so catherine thank you very much for coming on uh, talking heads podcast we I, me and lucy really hope that the show season, you know, cracks on for 2021. We know, we know Cardiff, mm. uh, Cardiff and Chatsworth are sadly not going to be on, but we really hope Chelsea and, and Hampton Court and, and all the others are going to be going ahead because I know, especially for me in the last month, I've missed and, and the local shows as well. I know all, all four of the, the, uh, uh, the RHS Garn shows have all been cancelled as well. I really hope that they're put on but you know thanks for coming on and, and sharing with us and and good luck to you and good luck to the the team as well i really hope that it all works out and all that hard work uh, comes to fruition i'm sure it will we are very much planning on being back with a big horticultural bang next year so um very much looking forward to it We really hope you've enjoyed listening in to our conversation. We definitely look forward to bringing you more of these in the future. Staying in touch with our fellow peers in the industry is more important now than ever. So if you have an idea of someone who would like to appear on the Talking Heads podcast, or indeed if you'd like to come and chat with us yourself, please do get in touch. In the meantime, please listen to our past podcasts and enjoy a little peek into our gardening lives. Until the next episode of Talking Heads, goodbye! goodbye.